being a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot I ain't really got a lot of thoughts I just pack them in a box So I popped up on this pod Now I'm outside of the box When I pop up on the clock Last thing I think is talk See, I'm winning it now Loving it three and a thou They peeping my style Keeping it now Steadily growing my Dow Jones Oh no These kitties be thinking they crowd Oh no, no Immediately throwing the towel See, when it's different, it's different Go position by position Ain't no issue commission As a commission, I just listen They envision my vision And my division of Stealing, cause I be willing to deal if I meet a trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 45 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host, Rocky Petrella, at Dynasty FF Addict on Twitter, along with my co-host, Scott Sidlow, at Scott underscore Sidlow. Scott, glad to be back with you this week. I did want to let you know, um, for the weeks I'm not here, you don't always have to go with someone in a 10 mile radius for your guests. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) but how you doing? Hey, I mean, I'm just trying to make it easy. You know, I mean, that's, they're like, those are my guys, man. That's, that's the go-to crew. Right. So, and Hey, listen, they brought the content. They did. The people were happy and that's all that matters. So, you know, but yeah, next time I'll try to I'll try to reach outside of the borders here, and uh, you know we'll we'll see. We got some interesting guests coming up. We're gonna have some fun shows for sure. But uh, I think tonight is gonna be a lot of fun here. Continuation. Of- yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to tonight. Uh, before we get to that and introducing our guests here tonight, I did have a couple of a uh, couple little show things I wanted to mention off the top here. Um, one of which is I, I always meant to do this uh, pretty much going way back to when Dustin was back on and never did. But we are bringing back Find Me a Trade, as Scott mentioned last week. And we do have one for tonight, but uh, we will need some new submissions. We got this one from somebody in our on our Junkies Listener League. Uh, but uh, I just want to tell everybody out there, if you, if you have a roster, you want to find us to find you a trade, please send it on over. Uh, you can do it to the Junkies uh, Twitter account at Dynasty Junkies um, or my account or Scott's account uh, that we just gave. So please send us some rosters and leagues so that we can find you some trades. Even if you're uh, a seasoned player, it's, it's always good to have another set of eyes to look at things. And uh, and we have some great guests on all the time to, to help with that as well. And the other thing I was going to mention is... Uh, and may- maybe Scott can clarify this or not, but I there may not be a show next week. Uh, just a little programming note. I know Scott's schedule is kind of crazy next week. I'm not going to be able to be on next week. Uh, so I-, I don't know where Scott's at on that. But Is there some event happening? Is there something, <laughs> anything going on next week? I can't, can't think of it. Not yeah, sure. I'm not sure. I do know. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I am going to be on a uh, a draft show on Thursday, though. If we don't have a show, so you can at least hear me. And I am going to be on with our very special guest tonight. That I that I'm now finally going to introduce. 
which is uh, the Superflex dude, John Hogue. I, we promised that we would we would pick up uh, from that that debate a couple months ago. We mentioned the startup that was coming up that we were both going to be in, and that's I, I'm not above using uh, my my startup for two episodes of content here. So, uh, <laughs> John, uh, first I just want to thank you for coming on tonight. How you doing? Very special guest, huh, Rock? I, I, <laughs> that, that had to be hard for you to say, <laughs> but I appreciate it's it. Always guys. Fun. It's always fun. Great to be back on the Junkies. My first time with uh, with with mr sidlow over there um so yeah looking forward to it and yeah when we did that that debate a couple months ago we said we were going to revisit this uh, revisit some of the arguments see how our rosters played out with being in the same startup it was definitely very interesting yeah. uh, the whole draft is very interesting as we got into a lot of it uh, a couple episodes ago um and we're going to start off with uh, quickly running through our rosters but before we do that I, I did tell John I was going to give him a little credit before I probably disagree with everything else he's yes. going to say the rest of the show um, for two things. This is the only part I'm listening to. <laughs> <laughs> two things. One, that I, I believe he only made two trades the entire startup. I could be wrong about that. No, but, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. and both he, tra he traded up right in front of me. <laughs> At 206 and 207 and 402 and 403 to snipe the exact player I was going to take and, and George Kittle and Kirk Cousins. So I do have to congratulate you for that because that was beautiful work by you. <laughs> I wish that I, man, I want to take credit for that. Like, I didn't even think about it. It was more like, like, so here's the thing, like, you know, in the NFL draft, they, they literally do that. They, they, you know, call around and figure out like, who, who are you taking here? Who, like, who? you know, who's this team targeting here? And they'll trade up right in front of that team to snipe them on that player. And we like to think about it, Like we kind of fantasize about doing that in our dynasty draft, but does it ever actually play out that way? You really just kind of, it's, it, it was more like, Hey, do you want to trade up to this pick? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even, I, I didn't stop and look at, you know, where we're at in the draft, who's coming up, who they're likely to take. I like I didn't think about all that. It just really, really worked out. I, I was sure you must have known on the cousins one because I've been professing my cousin's love as, as a second tier quarterback. I'm going after all season. <laughs> but I, I mean I knew that I, I I knew I knew that about you. I knew, you know, the cousins love. And and like that's one of the guys that we just agree on. So um I I I definitely traded up for cousins. It just, again, it just kind of worked out that I ended up jumping in front of you. And the other thing I'm going to give John credit for is that, uh, as we'll get into the rosters, like I said, in a minute here, but, uh, I, I do think you did a good job of this league. Uh, so I guess we'll let everyone know before we give all the rosters is a, uh, 12 team, PPR super flex with a 2.0 premium for tight end and start 11. But I, I thought it was a very smart move that if you're going to be crazy, like you are and draft all those <laughs> quarterbacks that he also loaded up on tight end, which I, you know, some of them are not so great, but e even in a, even in a 2.0 tight end premium, even not so great guys are going to have value. So if you, if you're going to sacrifice value elsewhere, I, I like the, the jumping on the tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, kind of surprised that uh that there wasn't more of that i mean you know an extra point for uh, per reception for tight ends like that's 
that's a heavy premium. <laughs> you gotta, you still gotta chase those, and that's kind of where QBX comes from a little bit, especially in a league like this. Six point passing touchdowns. You know, there, there's, there's, you you still chase premiums, and that's where you know the the whole quarterback extreme strategy comes from. The whole, you know, loading up on quarterbacks. It, it super flex is is it's a quarterback premium essentially, and you know, so at the end of the day, like you can boil it down to that. We're just chasing premiums. Yeah. And, uh, I do, uh, yeah. So I do think that was a good idea, but we will get into the rosters now. So, uh, I think you said you have it up there. I was going to let you go through yours and then I'll go through mine and then, and then we'll sort of talk some things out here. Okay. Yeah, just don't take as long as you did on your show because you did <laughs> you did steal the thunder from this episode a little bit of basically running down your entire roster on yeah. one of the Superflex Super shows. But but uh, just just go through it quickly, John. You don't have to explain every pick. All right, <laughs> fine. I, it's so fun to just lay this because this is a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. Um, do you want me to go pick by pick, or do you want me to go position by position? Uh. I guess position by position because that's how I have it on my screen. So I, I didn't pull up the draft. So uh, that, that way we'll both do it the same way. Okay. Yeah. So quarterbacks, QBX, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, Drew Locke, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill. I also have rookie pick 1.03, by the way, which right now seems like it's tracking for a quarterback. We'll see. I, I'm hoping to put it at running back because the running backs, it's Austin Eckler and – it's uh, a, a little rough. Lev Bell, Mike Boone, Tevin Coleman, Mike Davis, Darius Geis, Todd Gurley, Brian Hill, Justice Hill, Jordan Howard, Latavius Murray, James White. And then a wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., Kiki QT, Gabriel Davis, Cordero Patterson <laughs> still is a wide receiver. I don't get that. Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins. And then tight end. Jordan Akins, Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper, George Kittle, Dawson Knox, Irv Smith Jr. Okay, and I guess we'll – I feel bad we're just uh, both talking back and forth here with uh, without Scott. <laughs> so, Scott, what do, what, do you want to give any thoughts on John's roster before I get into mine? Oh, I'm, I'm just enjoying this. You guys just go for <laughs> it. Uh, I'm just along for the ride. Um, yeah, so this is my first uh, draft with you, John. Um, and so I was very curious to see. I know how we talk about, um, what do you say? You want five quarterbacks in the first like eight rounds, something like that, <laughs> uh, eight to 10 maybe. Um, and so I just, I kind of felt like with the way things are right now, this is a weird year. You know, and it's a and the timing of it too, right? We just have so many uh, top guys. We know who they are, and you had multiple teams trade up to take two of the top guys. And John, you are not one of those, so you had a late first, which means you had late first, early second. Um, you know, so getting Rogers where you did makes sense. Tannehill, um, I mean, his like the fast the past few years, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to that offense now, you know, without Arthur Smith, but I mean, he was, he was the next quarterback. So, you know, I don't know Would I have been able to pull the trigger there. Probably not. Um, you know, but that's where you're, you know, you have, you have a process and you followed it. So, 
um, it's interesting to see how it turned out. Um, you you did move up where you needed to and took cousins, you know, like Rocky mentioned. Um, and then looking at the rest of the roster, like I, it's normal to me to see like no running backs on a startup because that's typically my approach too. Cause I'll plug those guys in later, but you also have no wide receivers. And at first I was like, wow, he's, there's like nothing here. But <laughs> then realizing you also loaded up on tight end with mm-hmm. that premium, um, that totally makes sense. I mean, you have guys like Mike Kosicki, Noah Fant. Those guys were outscoring Daniel Jones, Corey Davis, DJ Moore, Tua, uh, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Cooks. I mean, they were outscoring those guys in the 2.0 um, premium in this league. And so... Uh, yeah, that that's definitely going to give you some value as well. And then someone like me who didn't end up uh, getting any tight ends, really, you know, I'll be in the trade market there for you. So, I mean, I think I think it it does work out. It does make sense. And then it'll be interesting to see what you do with your picks and then how you go about this. And I think it'll be interesting also to see how uh, our previous conversation about potential points plays into things here where you might have a rough ride with those running backs and receivers, but then your quarterbacks are going to be scoring you. Those quarterbacks and tight ends are going to score you so many points. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to end up in the middle, instead of having a top pick next year, um, you know, where, where does that put you? And so um, it's very interesting to see how it all came together. Uh, You know, obviously I've heard your other rosters throughout the years and very, very familiar with your strategy and generally agree with you. Um, but yeah, very interesting to see how it actually played out. So so what I'm hearing Scott say is John is going to end up in the middle where I am clearly not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I will I will get into my roster. I was definitely big on this premium, as you'll see in a minute. I didn't go as heavy, but uh in terms of quantity, but definitely quality. Uh my roster and uh I want to reference that I, I mentioned this on the pod with Scott and J Mike that we did a couple weeks ago on this startup. I do want to say as as I go through this roster, this is not quite typical of my rosters. This is not what I would advise to do, even though John knows I'm the late quarterback guy. It's usually not this late, uh, but everybody was just overvaluing quarterbacks ridiculously. Like <laughs> After the first they round, were... every quarterback went so much higher than they should have, including <laughs> Rodgers and Tannehill, including Scott's Jalen Hurts uh, at oh, 211. Yeah. And, this is and... why I, I've only done one startup this year. And it and this is why nobody will invite me to their league because they know what's going to happen. <laughs> I think I not honestly just think me, but just like my my existence in that league. And Just Scott kinda... Connor even said this that I think it's because of you that people dra- overdrafted quarterbacks even more than they should, and yeah. I was not. I was not going to do that. I was. I'm almost glad you sniped me on Cousins because I thought that was an overdraft. But I was like, I should probably get a quarterback here and. Mm-hmm. And I didn't because you sniped me, and I just passed on him for. And that, I think it was like in the early fourth or something, or late fourth and early fifth or something like that. And uh, I passed. I think at both spots because I was like, no, nah, they're they're still going too high. So anyway, I'll get into my roster. It's uh, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton. I know thrilling quarterbacks that I have there. Uh, I also Yikes. have uh, <laughs> I also have uh, Taylor Heineke. Nick Foles and Brandon Allen, because I've I, I mentioned to John before, I do like to try and get backups that have the potential to start. And all those 
Brandon Allen's behind Burrow, but he might not start the year. And the other two guys are behind very shaky starters. So uh, that's where I went there. Then at running back, I have Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, uh, Naheem Hines, James Conner, Royce Freeman, Joshua Kelly, J.J. Taylor, and Jamal Williams. And at receiver, Devontae Adams, Robbie Anderson, Cole Beasley, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Boyd, Julio Jones, Marquez Callaway, Adam Humphreys, and Josh Reynolds. And then at tight end, like I said, I really bought into the premium. I had traded out of the first round so that I'd have multiple second-round picks, and I drafted Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. I was hoping to possibly get all three of the big three, but that, that's where the other snipe came in. <laughs> and then I also took Anthony Ferkser and Dan Arnold. So, again, I'll let the objective observer here, uh, uh, Scott, chime in on anything if he wants to. Yeah, I mean – okay if we're just throwing down the players here on paper and not talking about picks or the future or anything i mean yes one roster clearly to me has an advantage again because you have those two tight ends so that's that's huge right um but man that i think you're at a you're not only at a disadvantage at quarterback every week but you're at a disadvantage at superflex every week so is your advance? Oh, so I, I am going to get into that. Believe me. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> but right off the bat, two spots, you're at a disadvantage. So can you, do you have enough with all the rest to make that up? And I mean, Kelsey and Waller versus, you know, whatever difference. I mean, even looking at my roster, uh, like Josh Allen and, and, um, and Hertz, you know, will you have enough difference there from uh, Tom Brady and, Ben Roethlisberger. I love the ugh at Tom Brady. Tom Brady finished his QB <laughs> last year. No, I, I that wasn't at Tom Brady. It was at your whole quarterback room. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I made I a mean, joke. Listen, we're I gonna see how this plays out. So it's, I, I made it's a, a real joke league. in the it's chat room. There were like three or four people that had two QB ones last year, and I was one of them. As crazy as that sounds. Now, I don't necessarily expect that to happen with this group this year, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, how much do you hate my roster, John? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, almost complete. Nah, just kidding. Like, I mean, gotta love the tight ends for sure. Um, I I don't know. Like, get your championship this year. <laughs> that's kind of the, the thing. Like, because you're kind of old at every position. Like, that's the... Though my my two knocks on it, you know, obviously besides the fact that I just, you know, agree categorically with your approach to quarterback, um, but like you know, it's number one, it's that it's like older guys at at each position, you know, with a, another year to expectancy out of a lot of these guys who are expected starters for you, you know, even Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, like those guys are in year five that's 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 where usually where we see the drop off for running backs you know um my other issue is it's just kind of too much depth at wide receiver like when are you ever going to start adam humphreys or and or marquez callaway you know um, you have to draft somebody in the 20 something rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but get get running backs those guys actually have a chance to start um, that, I mean, that's my, uh, that's the whole super flex flywheel, but you know, like, I, I just don't like taking up space with wide receivers who don't have a path into my lineup. And uh, like, I, 
part of it is like you're 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 strong at the top at wide receiver. You know, you're pretty set with. I mean, like Adams and Hopkins just kind of lock up two spots all year. Uh, you know, and then you're going to have Kelsey and Waller between tight end and one flex. I mean, you're kind of down to two spots left that you can ever fill. And, and, uh, you know, most of these guys, I'm, I just don't see a way for them to ever take up one of those spots, you know, like guys like Joshua Kelly, I could see there's, there's like a path for him, Jamal Williams, there's a path for him. You know, if those guys end up being the starting running back and they're one injury away, they end up being the starting running back for their team, then they're probably taking up a flex spot for you, you know. But these wide receivers, I just I, I don't see a way for it to happen. But I mean it's kind of nitpicky in all honesty. It's a strong it like it's a strong day one lineup. And I, I do agree with you on the age. I, I've acknowledged that. Um, on the previous uh, podcast we did about this league. And it's basically just kind of the way things fell for me. I, I ended up taking some old guys early because I liked the value. And then at some point I just started leaning into it and and just figured yeah, everyone else is passing on these guys. I'll, I'll try and get my championship in year one or year two or both. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then I'll have to probably rebuild unless I can make some, some great trades. I, I, I will say too, again, like I said about the quarterbacks, this isn't also the way I typically build my team. It's just to go with old studs. I uh, I did a TA9 startup, and I ended up with uh, A.J. Brown and DeAndre Swift in there. I have Chase Claypool. So there's a lot of other you know ways you can go with this, but uh, it's just generally that I'm not drafting the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you, you we kind of we kind of both mentioned the, the starting lineups because I, I do want to get in that a little bit, um, just because that's kind of part of my my issue with with what the QBX thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a start 11. Uh, so you have to start 11 guys and it's one quarterback plus the super flex, two running backs, two wide receivers and tight end. And then the rest are flex. So I think that works out to five flexes. And I just think, especially, you know, we just rattled off a whole bunch of names between the two of us there. I just kind of wanted to give everybody an idea of what our starting lineups might look like at least day one. Like you said, you know, there, there will be injuries and things like that. Um, so I, I just gave a perspective. I, I did this before the show. I wrote it down for myself. What uh, I think you might be looking at in terms of a starting lineup, and then what I know I'd probably be starting. Uh, if you want to correct me on anything, feel free. But the way I was looking at it is, uh, you know, you're probably starting Rodgers and Tannehill, or I guess whoever has the best matchup. Since I know you love to, the whole thing is to stream them, so maybe it's Cousins or or even Locke if he has a great matchup week one and is still the starter. But you're starting your two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Eckler. I even gave you the benefit of the, the I can't speak the benefit of the doubt uh, that 103 would be a running back. So I'm saying that the second second running back spot may be a Najee Harris, or maybe it's a trade from 103 for another running back or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't hate that either. But then that then it starts getting dicey. Then we have Odell as your wide receiver one. Gabe Davis is two. Yep. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Uh, Kittle, which is great, and then Irv Smith. Uh, I start filling in tight ends for you, Zach Ertz, Hooper, and maybe maybe Mike Davis or the uh, backup running back who's getting a start that week. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. sound about right? Yeah, that's probably that's the goal. 
And then this is what I have for, for me. It's Brady and either Cam or Ben, probably whoever's the better matchup. Assuming I am, there's definitely a chance Cam is in the starter, which could be a problem for me if they end up getting Mac Jones or something like that. But Brady and Cam or Ben, uh, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, uh, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Boyd, Julio Jones, Robbie Anderson, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Again, getting to opportunity costs. You, you, I, I got all these guys because I didn't go for quarterback. You have the quarterbacks where you can stream and get that advantage. Do you really think that I can't make up those points with those other nine guys? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, even it, these like, specific nine guys. Yes. Assuming health. Yes. I mean, you're you're going to be projected to win, but the reality is it's going to come down to your quarterback matchups and my quarterback matchups. And the thing is I've got five quarterback matchups to choose from. So, you know, the, the chances are I'm going to be able to find two, you know, two quarterbacks within the top five to eight. Um, It's, like there, there's a chance that you get, you might get one if you've got at least one good matchup. You're, you know, you're you're definitely going to be favored. Uh, if you, but if you have two bad matchups, and part of the problem is like Cam Newton isn't a guy at this point who really exploits good matchups. Even Ben Roethlisberger had a hard time with that. Like he put up a dud against Cincinnati late in the season uh, when Ryan Finley actually outscored him. <laughs> um, so you know the like you got you basically have to get a a great matchup from Tom Brady uh, to you know to get the twenty twenty five points that you're going to need to keep up at quarterback and superflex. And that's where I'm going to dis- I'm going to disagree with you. Obviously, as uh, I mean, Tom Brady last year had had plenty of QB one weeks, um, and mm-hmm. also I mean, I I don't have all the specific matchups that I know you've pulled out before in certain weeks and things like that. But but matchups don't always play out either. Just because the guy is a great matchup does not mean he's going to score 35 points. For sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah. and and I have so I I ha- I would say other than the the Kittle, you know, the tight end, uh, I have the advantage of pretty much every other lineup spot. Is for example, against your roster, and maybe not against every roster, mm-hmm. but uh if you go player by player, uh, I would say that in almost every spot, maybe depending on the week for the tight ends, uh, you might have an advantage over me over one of the receivers or something like that. But but Scott, let me do. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something, John, before I'm. Oh, no, no. Go. for okay. it. OK, I thought you were going to say something there. And uh, what do you think? Dude, can can I make up those points? I have nine other spots to make up those points. What do you think? Are, are you going to are you going to dish your co-host here? <laughs> okay, no, I'm just so messing with you. Give me give me your honest. I, I'm going to. I'll look at it this way. Uh, week one, yeah. Um, week six, probably. Week twelve, maybe even then too. Um, and and probably for this whole year. Um, but I, honestly, I like in two years, <laughs> you might not have any of those starters. 
So, like, okay, for one year, for this year, I mean, if I had to put money on it, who finishes higher or who has more points or who did, you know, like, okay, it's it's not it's not a difficult um, decision for me to say Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how to, how does it play long term? Right. So and I think that's 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 dynasty. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if you want to go all in and try to win this year and do that, like I I'm totally fine with that. Um, you know, win in the first year or two and then, and then it's gravy and then you rebuild and whatever. Um, but I, you know, points wise looking at it. Yeah. With the lineups you just put out. Yes. You're going to on average score more points. Uh, this, that, that's, what, you, that's why I really this, wish this right had played now, out week one. But what's going to change? You know what's going to happen? What's going to change? Are those wide receivers? It's a, it's actually a great point. Like I I was always like team wide receiver. I'm going to load up and I have so many wide receivers. And then every week I'm like, ah, oh, who the hell do I start? I have no idea. Like I have eight of the same guy. I don't know which one to plug in. And like listening to john all these years and it's like yeah he's been telling us like don't do that (laughs) you know put in a couple good wide receivers and then and then have your running backs right so i mean the tight ends are going to give you a huge advantage this year Mm -hmm. um and are probably going to be enough to keep up most weeks with with the quarterbacks other than maybe j mike's uh top two guys but i think against most teams you'll probably be able to keep up there um I guess if we're if we're looking at one year, yeah, I, I think I think I would project you would score more points this year. You would have a better yeah. record. You have a better chance of winning the championship. I was gonna say that's I why too, I really yeah. wish this had played out like more like my TA nine draft did because it I did a very, very similar thing. I got amassed seconds and thirds. Um but it wasn't quite as old and I knew I was gonna get the old thing uh talking about this. <laughs> um it's the, just the, other the thing way was, it worked out here because because yeah. of, of where guys fell and, and, and how people were drafting. I don't usually draft quite this old. I try for more of a mix. It's just the way it worked out. But the the other thing I'll say that you know the other advantage that you that you do have with this roster is you know it's it so it's it's really pretty top heavy for the most part, to a point where like you don't have to get it right the way I do, you know. I have I do have to play matchups at a lot of my position. It, well, at quarterback, which is what I want to do. You know, I want to be pulling the levers when it comes to the quarterbacks. Um, I also kind of have to do it at wide receiver, and I'll probably have to do it at, at tight end beyond. Uh, like Kitt- Kittle said it and forget it. Eckler said it and forget it, and that's kind of it on my roster. Like a lot of these guys. You know they're going to be in and out of my lineup. I'm going to have to be messing with the the mix every single week, and I, you know, like I'm going to have to get it right, especially when I run into your roster. I I need good matchups, and I have to get my lineup right. And there is value in the fact that you don't have to do that. That's not how I how I like to play. I I just like to be in control of of my like I'm 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 just kind of a power hungry egomaniac. Um, but I, like, I, I want to, I want to be manipulating my lineup every single week, making decisions, looking at matchups and, you know, looking at who's hot, who's, who's getting all the work. I, I want to be, you know, making those decisions every week, but 
it does make it a little harder on me because I have to get it right. Yeah, and uh, I will say too to, to your point about the you guys both made the same point about the wide receivers. I, I don't totally disagree with you there either. I was just looking. I, I only have four guys that aren't going to be in my starting lineup anyway. Um, but I agree with you. I think there is value in being able. I, I get your your power hungry thing, uh, but uh, I don't. I think most people actually would prefer to be able to. Are, are, lean more towards start your studs. And I know you hate start I your hate, studs. Yes. Yes, I know that. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people would prefer to have a bunch of studs they can start and, and not have to worry about matchups. Every, I know uh, Al House always says he's horrible at setting lineups, so uh, I'm sure he would probably prefer that as well. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I do think that is somewhat of an advantage that I can just start these guys. Um, but one other thing I wanted to get into, like I said, we had a pretty – pretty loose show sheet this week, but I did have two points I wanted to bring up. One, one was what I thought was the opportunity cost to go on all those quarterbacks. Um, and then the other thing was, and I know John's going to gonna hate me saying this is the idea of actually not starting a quarterback in the super flex spot. And Do we even have to talk about that? Like it, act like that's actually even viable. I am going to talk about that because <sighs> I do believe it is viable. Uh, it's not something I prefer to do. And, and mm -hmm. no, I'm going to get into this. I Because okay. the last time we were on uh, together on this, uh, on the, the junkies, you know, junkies slash super show debate, uh, you would kind of mention that you're, oh, you're dropping off from a uh, quarterback to say your wide receiver three, because it's, it's, you're, you're assuming the non-starter. The way I'm, and, and with the way you build your teams, I think that makes sense to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Here's how I'm looking at it. And I didn't look at it this way before. I was willing to concede that to you that it's kind of crazy. But uh, I looked at it, and in this scoring, I have one, two, three, four. I have five guys that, that finished as essentially a QB2 or higher, high-end QB2 or higher. Mm-hmm last year and i can see they're older guys they're not necessarily going to score this way again that last year's last year this year's this year but yeah. kelsey was a qb5 by points yeah. Yeah. Walmart was a qb11 adams was a qb11 as well when the range he fell in tomorrow yeah. was the qb8 and hopkins is qb16 even if they all you know fall off some a year older there's still at least one or two of those guys i could call my qb2 and be fine is the way I'm looking at it. And so then well, also those, those guys are starting though at at right. I'm gonna know, get into that. <laughs> wide receiver flex. Yes. But then the fall off is not from the quarterback then to the eleventh or twelfth player. It's from like Kelsey, like let's say I call Waller my QB two. He he's really my high, my second my my top flex, let's say, because he's not gonna I have Kelsey at tight end and I don't have to start a second one. So yeah. really the drop off is from what the average top flex for somebody is going to score to the flex I am now starting because I'm not starting a quarterback. It's mm -hmm. not the drop off from a quarterback to, to that 12th player that I now have to start. Or again, if you say Adams is the QB, you know, the guy I'm designating as my super flex, then the, uh, you know, I have, I have wide receiver one scoring in Hopkins. I have wide receiver two scoring in Julio. I have wide receiver three scoring in Boyd. So I again the drop off is more from a flex spot to a lower flex spot. It's not the drop off from a quarterback to player twelve. So this is how this uh, I I like this in that like this is how I look at lineups too. 
Um, you know, I, I kind of line these players up, not, you know, it's not my, you know, my wide receiver one versus your wide receiver one. Like, obviously I I'm, if I was doing that, I would have drafted somebody, you know, way before I took Odell Beckham jr. Um, so uh, like, I, I do like the idea of uh, like, for me, I'm going to line up Kelsey up against, you know, like in your case, well, I, I mean, for your lineup, I have to line him. <laughs> I have to put Kelsey up against or Kittle up against Kelsey. But like, you know, like Scott's, for instance, you know, I'm putting I'm putting Kelsey or Kittle across from, you know, his wide receiver one, which, you know, whether it's Keenan Allen or Allen Robinson. And I'm I'm calling them pass catchers instead of, you know, wide receiver versus tight end. I'm saying, you know, my top pass catcher versus your top pass catcher. So like you can you can line them up kind of like that and you can do it any way you want. Um, the the part that I don't agree with is, you know, allowing yourself to come to the conclusion that, um, you know, just since you have Darren Waller at a flex spot you don't need a quarterback at super flex. Cause if you isolate each of those positions and think about, you know, of, of all my players who are available it, and you know, you go basically just kind of work down the list and then, and then work back up. So, you know, quarterback running back one, running back two, wide receiver, one wide receiver, two tight end, and then go back up flex, 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 super flex. You know, if, if you isolate each of those positions, when you get back to Superflex, you filled all those other positions, and now you're going to say, who's the most likely, you know, who's who's going to score the most of the guys who are left? Is it Cam Newton or is it... Upside, you, yeah. You know, Naheem Hines, Cole Beasley. <laughs> like, those are kind of the guys, Josh Reynolds... Those are kind of the guys that you're trying to put up against Cam Newton and, and they don't have the floor and they don't have the ceiling. So, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, like as much as I, I love looking at projections the exact same way, you still have to acknowledge that, you know, quarterback has the most, like the, the optimal lineup is still with a quarterback at Superflex. And I, I won't say I don't prefer a quarterback at Superflex, uh, as most sane people would. But I do think it's viable, like I said, when you have other players scoring as quarterbacks. Um, but I, <laughs> like Scott, I know well, they're also not. But <laughs> like they're, I mean, if they if they finish the season that way, that's that's great. But on a weekly basis, they still don't have the floor ceiling that that any quarterback is going to have it sounds like you agree scott yeah i mean so i've uh shocker i've looked at this statistically um and okay yeah if we're if we're putting the points for the season down yeah that's that's exactly where i was going to go with that um i guess taking a, a weekly average those guys, yeah, you know, could Waller have a hundred yards and two touchdowns? Yeah, of of course. Um, but is he likely to? Like, how how much? Let me say it this way: How much more difficult is it, or how less likely is it that a non-quarterback? 
I'm not saying that right. Okay, how <laughs> it's a lot easier for a quarterback to get, you know, 200 yards and two touchdowns, right? Like that's any quarterback can go out and do that easily. But for a, a wide receiver, running back, a tight end, whatever, to go out and have, you know, 12 catches or to have 150 yards or to have two touchdowns, like the the probability of it is far less likely. So like you can definitely get away with it um for like a week right let's say you have two quarterbacks with the same buy and you're like well you know what are you going to do right you 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 can plug somebody in so you can get away with it for a week here or there if you get lucky um but over a season i do, i just don't think it's sustainable uh and i don't have all the stats behind this but what i'm going to say is i essentially went through my um you know, 43, uh, 46 leagues from last year. And like every super flex champion basically had two, two top quarterbacks, um, and, or Kelsey. <laughs> so <laughs> like every, every champion now, listen, that seems like a huge sample size when you're talking one person being in 46 leagues, but there's hundreds of thousands of leagues out there. So it's a very small sample size. So I do want to point that out. Um, but I play in a lot of different leagues and different formats and different people and different, you know, and, and for that to be the case, it really strengthened my, basically my position on essentially QBX, I guess, if you want to, if you want to say it that way. So it's anecdotal evidence, obviously. Um, but coming back to it, I think you can get away with it for a week or two, you know, because we've all probably been there. Well, John's probably never been there where he didn't have at least two quarterbacks <laughs> to start. But I, I think mean, I the, have actually. Know. And that's part of where all of this comes from. Like I've lived through that nightmare and, <laughs> and said, I'm not doing that again. That sucked <laughs> because it like, I mean, obviously like logistically you can do it. <laughs> like that's what Superflex is. It's, you know, it can be any one of those positions, including a quarterback. You lower your probability of winning that matchup. That's that's the tough part. So it's like you you can do it. You might even sneak out a win here and there. But the probability says that the more often you start a non-quarterback at Superflex, the less, you know, the 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 worse you're going to do, essentially. And it's just because the quarterback position has such a high floor, you know, just in, just in general, like even a bad quarterback week usually is going to result in double digit points. No other position can say that the other positions are going to get like literally get goose egged sometimes, you know, but the quarterback position is almost never going to be below double digits. And yeah, I, I I I agree that it's not an optimal way to go, and I'm not saying it is. Uh, I just think it's it's maybe more viable than than both of you are making out to be, especially if you have a stacked roster, which I to some extent <laughs> this is. Um, oh, come on! I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not just trying to say this because it's mine. If you look at these this players, feels, this this feels like a flex, Rock. I'm not trying to flex. I'm just saying. <laughs> That I have like, like uh, my roster so good. Adams, I don't need a second. No, quarter, no. Like. Devonte Adams had one one single digit game last year. I and again, I concede that's not necessarily going to happen in twenty twenty one. 
Uh, Alvin Kamara had one single-digit game last year. Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey had one single-digit game last year. Yeah. Uh, Darren Waller. Darren Waller had two single-digit games last year. I, I. So again, I mean, I agree that the floor is probably lower, but it's 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 not it's not crazy low if you have enough guys that that you can say, oh, I can call this guy my super flex, and he will score similarly to a QB two. I'm not even saying a QB one. I'm saying a QB two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, it's just and then again that the fall off isn't as great. That's the other point I wanted to make too. It's just that the fall off. If you have, if you've invested in other players and, and let quarterback go the way that I did in this particular draft, especially, um, which is more so than I usually do, that yeah. that the drop off is not as great a, 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 as you would make it out to be from it's- like. It's still pretty great, man. Like the the average score for a quarterback for a starting NFL quarterback last year, and this this was in four point per per uh, touchdown, not six, but it was still eighteen points. Like that's the average for a quarterback. What other position, especially? I mean, right, like my you, point isn't that the that the the last guy I'm putting in is going to score with the quarterback is going to score. My point is that the drop off is from another position to that flex spot rather than the 18 quarterback points to that flex spot. You understand um, what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, kind of, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I like, like, I think you're saying that like in the aggregate, Devonte Adams, Alvin Kamara, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller gives you enough of an advantage that, I mean, honestly, yeah. every week one of them is probably going to not all of them, but one of them, if healthy, is going to outscore is going to score is, like a quarterback. Okay, okay. So any so let's say you've got it. You get a good uh, a good matchup from uh, from Tom Brady. He outscores you know the quarterback one. Now you get a big game from Devontae Adams, who outscores the quarterback at Superflex. Is that a reason to take your quarterback out of Superflex and replace him with a, posi- a a player from any other position though? Like that you're you're still you're still taking points out of your lineup at the end of the day, you know? Like regardless of of what happens in that matchup and and you know that's that's kind of not even what we're supposed to be thinking about here it's it's what we're really looking for is our our own optimal lineup with you know the most the highest scoring projection the highest upside and in in all those cases it kind of like you can gamble on Devonte adams outscoring a quarterback it's just so much easier to get a quarterback in there and let that quarterback try and outscore the other quarterback and then they'll let Devonte adams you know line up against a pass catcher yeah, and I, again, I, I I don't totally disagree with either of you guys. I just I just wanted to put it out there because I I think that you just it, wanted to tell us again how good your roster is. But... <laughs> that, that, I'm so, that, so deep. <laughs> that was not it, but uh, I just wanted to put it out there because I do think it, it's not the again. I agree with you. It's not optimal. That's not the way I would set up my lineup. I most I would almost guarantee you when we get to the 2021 season, almost every week. Ben or Cam Newton will probably be in my lineup. I'm just saying that let's say, uh, cause I know you might say that uh, Cam might not start and then Ben might get hurt. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to kill me that that's kind of my point that, that I can still 
get by with this lineup. <laughs> Rocky. Okay. All right. So I took this league scoring. All right. I'm pulling. I'm pulling this data from this league scoring. Okay. And so at let's let's just break this down really quick. So quarterback one scored thirty point three three points a week. Quarterback 12, 25. Quarterback 18, just under 20, 19.97. And quarterback 24 scored 18.69 points per week. If we break in there, and and I I try to break in quarterback 18, not even 24, but it, it didn't really make a difference. So to break in the top 24 scoring quarterbacks, only three tight ends, only three wide receiver. I'm sorry, three tight ends, four wide receivers, and four running backs did that on an average per week that's it so unless you have like all of those guys <laughs> like he's got them yeah well he does he does i'm sorry i'm sorry he does but so and and i'm not like i i do understand your point like i i see what you're trying to say um i don't think you can yeah i don't think it's sustainable for a whole season just and this these numbers are kind of proving it like on a week-to-week basis, which is the game that we play, it's a weekly game, I understand. You can get away with it, but I just don't think over a season, statistically, it's highly unlikely that not playing a second quarterback would... It's it's not an advantage. I mean, we just proved that, uh, right? But, I but agree. could, you, could you win? Like, yeah, it's, it's possible. It's just not likely. So I, I mean, I just want to have the best odds. I want to put myself in the best situation. So I'm going to try to find a quarterback. And like, I don't even care if you're like, hey, listen, if Ben just falls off a cliff and Cam's out the starter, and I'm going to trade for Fitzpatrick or Dalton or what, like, that's totally fine. Like, I can live with that. But I think you're bet you're probably better off doing that. Like, I guess we'll see six weeks in. You know, let's look at your roster and say, okay. How many, you know, how many points are you scoring? Would you be better off with a Fitzpatrick or, you know, whatever in there? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can actually do that because this is a real league. Like I said, that's the best part about this. We're going to (laughs) actually be able to do that. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely have to get into that once the season starts, I guess. Um, And again, not optimal. I was just just saying it's it's possible. Um, I was I was going to let you roster bait all over the place. But then as soon as you start saying you don't have to start a quarterback at Superflex. I was like, all right, that's that's where I draw the line. And <laughs> I, I can't ever let you get away with that, Rock. You know that. I I, I know you won't. You won't. Yeah, and, and apparently <laughs> Scott won't either. But I, I will say, I, I may just do it to spite the two of you, just to see what oh, happens. Bring it, please do it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I'll start, I'll start starting a quarter, second quarterback every week, and then uh, if I win, I'll, I'll rub it in your face, and if I don't, then you can rub it in my face. Deal. Uh, <laughs> but but that'll finish up that discussion. Uh, I guess, uh, John, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Like I said, we had a pretty loose show sheet here. Any any other thoughts on on this league on Superflex? Anything else you want to you want to get into, or or we could just move to find me a trade. It's up to you. No, I think we're good. Um, yeah, I'm, like you said, I you know I talked about it quite a bit on the uh, on the Superflex Super Show you know a couple weeks ago. So like kind of broke down my roster, broke down my entire process. So you know if, if you're if you're curious like how I came to the conclusion that Odell Beckham Jr. Gabriel Davis starting at wide receiver is a good way to go. <laughs> 
just go back and listen to that episode so I don't have to hijack this one from these guys. <laughs> yeah, you you should have that in your feed already. And if you don't, you need to you need to add that because if you're playing super flex, I mean that's <laughs> that's where I got all my super flex information when I started. I've been nice. listening to this guy for years. So you gotta you gotta get that in your feed in your rotation. But I do have one question for you this year, this mm-hmm. specific year, uh John. And yeah. it's uh so we have a lot of quarterbacks coming out. And a few years ago we had we had the same thing, right? We had we had four, five quarterbacks eventually, right? Lamar Jackson kind of got in there. But um so this year, uh, I almost feel like this was kind of the year, and I understand we're coming off COVID and all sorts of crazy circumstances. And how many times are you going to have five quarterbacks that are studs or potential studs? Um, but I feel like last year didn't matter. Like if I ended up with like 107 or something, I mean, I'm like, hey, great. I'm going to get one of these top five quarterbacks or pits. Probably yeah. there's a really good chance I'm gonna get one of those six players, and if not, I get my favorite running back or my favorite receiver. So, like, um, but specifically relating to the quarterback strategy, are you finding it? It may not have affected you yet necessarily, but I know that uh now you're you're kind of saying more like, hey, I want to keep all these quarterbacks because I want to play um, you know, I want to play matchups and it's easier to find running backs and receivers and stuff like that. And I totally I totally get that. Yeah. Um but if if you have a market where you have five or six and there are teams that are needy, are you finding that teams are not actually trying to trade for them because they feel like, hey, I can just go get one this year because there's so many coming out and it feels like there's so much changing. There's so many starters turning over and you just have this combination of things that it's like it, it doesn't feel like as much of a premium to me right now. That like, right. oh God, I got to have like four quarterbacks because you know what? I'll figure it out. I'll get one of these rookies or I'll get, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think that the psychology of, of you know, the fantasy football community has changed and will ever change. <laughs> like there's still, there are a ton of flaws in the logic, um, you know, and, and what this draft class kind of does is gives people a false sense of security in, you know, the amount of turnover that we're going to see at the quarterback position. People are already forgetting that going into 2020, I mean, it didn't feel like there were very many jobs available for much of anyone. You know, we didn't see Jalen Hurts getting on the, on the field at all. Uh, We didn't see Andy Dalton making any kind of a comeback. We, you know, we felt like Ryan Fitzpatrick was probably going to be, you know, kind of a, a a very short bridge to Tua. You know, we we had right. a bunch of these guys that felt pretty secure. Gardner Minshew going into the season, we felt like he was in a pretty good spot and, you know, drafting him to be kind of a long-term starter. And, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, at the, at the time it like it, every, all those starting positions just felt really set, um, felt oversaturated at quarterback. And, you know, it really just kind of felt like there's not a whole lot of, of room. You know, we kind of knew that there were one or two quarterbacks coming in and, but we were like, man, where do these guys fit? Like Trevor Lawrence is going to, you know, take over in, in New York but then right. what, like what else is there? And, and now all of a sudden, you know, we lose roughly half of the, like half of the league either, 
you know, we got retirements, we got some injuries, we got some, you know, free agent movement, some trades, um, you know, some legal troubles for, for one guy. Um, and then, and then just a handful of guys just sucked and are no longer starters because of it, you know? And so all of a sudden, like, it looks like there are all these, there's, there's all this room for these incoming rookies. And we just totally ignore the fact that not even a year ago, we looked at this completely different. So, you know, it's, it's always just, it's a very, in the moment approach it's there's not a whole lot of of long view to it and you know not a whole lot of foresight goes into this and it just i, I mean people are going to be surprised to be honest with I, I, like i'm not going to predict who but i will tell you that the the most likely scenario is one or two of these quarterbacks is going to bust Oh, yeah. you know, these, these five statistically, yeah, we're going to have a Josh Rosen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have Josh Rosen. We're going to have Sam Darnold, you know, we're going to have Baker Mayfield, um, where, you know, you've got, you've got two busts in a like borderline bust at this point, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I mean, if it, it, it looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to be like, he, he looks can't miss. And so the problem there is, you basically have room for one other guy to really hit <laughs> out of these yeah. five guys, but everybody's kind of looking and it at may not happen right there. away. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too. I, I mean, I personally think that he's uh, like, to me, whoever lands in San Francisco is probably going to be the most likely, like he'll start right away. Most likely. I think he's going to have the best chance at rookie of the year. Um, I, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Trevor Lawrence, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, at the end of the day, like people are just kind of, they do, and, and we do it with all rookies. Like we're kind of, we're doing it with Kyle Pitts. We're doing it with every one of these wide receivers. We just totally throw out it, what happens every single year, which is that some of these guys hit a lot of them bust. Some of them, even, you know, when they do hit, it takes a while. It takes a year, maybe two, you know, uh, and, and, but we're just convinced that this is, this is the year. This is the class where everybody hits nothing but superstars as far as the eye can see. Elway, <laughs> Marino, yep. everybody. This is, this is going to be the perfect draft class where absolutely everyone hits. You're going to be taking future hall of famers in the third freaking round of your rookie draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's exactly, that was just about exactly what I thought you'd say. So yeah, John's uh, not the uh, biggest fan of rookie picks. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, people are really overvaluing. Like I, I just, I just wrote an article for DLF. Um, you know, I did a couple uh, did some rookie mock drafts or some some startup mock drafts that included 2021 rookie picks. One last one before the NFL draft. Um, among the the uh, like Jalen Rager fell to like the mid late second round after we drafted him in the first round last year, and people were thinking about him as the wide receiver one in the class. You know, taking him someone in particular, yeah. and i think that it's it to me like the it 
the, like the arbitrage just kind of switched. It went from we were overdrafting Jalen Rager. We were asking way too much of Jalen Rager in his rookie year to now he's already forgotten and we'd ra- way rather have what Kadarius Toomey. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't even know who that guy is for sure. Like, I don't know why I knew that name. But, you know, Tutu Atwell, like the, like these guys, oh, <laughs> these God. like bullshit players who aren't going to do anything. <laughs> Jalen Rager is going to break out this year with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And, you know, like you're going to have given him up for for somebody who's not even going to be in the league next year. It's uh, it's funny that you say that because in this very startup we did, and what I've noticed with a couple others that I've done and some trades I've been able to make, uh, I've been getting guys like Rager and Ruggs and even like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, right? Because these guys were all like, you, like you said, we're overdrafting them, but now it's like, oh no, they suck. They're done. So now the hate's gone too far, right? So now yeah. I'm I'm just picking up shares because one or two games early on in the year and their, their value's just going to explode. It's going to go right back to where it was and I'll make a profit on those. So... Yeah, that's uh, it. It totally makes sense to me, and I think we we get so caught up in the hype this time of year because it's all we have, right? And so, like the yeah. NFL does a great job of of doing this. This this is what they've built this machine of like free agency, and then NFL. The you know you got the free agency, you got the draft, you got you know training camp, and then preseason, and then the season's here, and then we go through the playoffs, and then every, and then it just starts all over again, right? This cycle, and we have these things to look forward to and build and. But during each one of those, we're so caught up in exactly what's happening right then. And we're not necessarily worried about the long term. And when we're looking at Dynasty, we are supposed to be looking ahead a little bit. And, you know, not 10 years, but certainly a three-year window is is reasonable. So I think it just comes back to all this. You have those quarterbacks. Now you can use that 103, like you said, on a running back who's far more statistically far more likely to hit and or just put points in your lineup right away yep um and then you can you can compete with rocky a, a little more uh it, when that's the case <laughs> instead of relying on like mac jones to try to come in and yeah you know so yeah i, mean, I, thought, I think that's a great way to we're never going to be able to compete with rocky like that that was, <laughs> that was well, that not a point earlier that's what i but no, you're he's, probably he's not. got wide receivers uh, <laughs> kicking ass the quarterback all of a sudden. Like, how do we compete with that? Exactly. Uh, and yeah, so somehow this became a, a rookie show all of a sudden instead of a super flex show. Uh, <laughs> That's what I do, baby. But uh, that that is actually one spot where I I do kind of agree with John. I have so many teams that that don't have any picks before like the third round because yeah, I, I I'd much rather move them for proven players than then take the risk on those guys a lot of the time. Um, but just to tie a bow on the whole Superflex thing, and I'll let you respond to this, John, because I am going to get a little digging at you here. Um, nice. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the whole thing to me is uh, here's my biggest – it's my biggest problem with QBX, and I think it played out in this draft, which is that it, it's just too rigid. Uh, the, you, you ended up picking at the 110. I, I, I know you don't, but – I think a lot of people think you overpaid for Aaron Rodgers at 110. A lot of people think you overpaid for Tannehill at 203. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just, again, the, the cost of drafting all those quarterbacks is that lineup I mentioned earlier. And, and maybe you'll supplement it with rookie picks or trades or something. But right now, I it's not 
and again, if you get if you get it, you know, you could say to me, if I get, you know, Ben Ben's arm is going to fall off or Cam may not start and I may lose a quarterback. But if you lose one or two guys here, I mean, you're you're in big trouble at any other position besides quarterback. Yeah, um, and that's my biggest thing, because I, I, I as much as I say I like to wait on quarterback, if, if quarterbacks were to start, you know, falling, I'd be drafting quarterbacks earlier than I usually do. So. I guess what the other thing is, like I said, especially in this league with nine extra spots, I, I think you can make up the quarterback advantage that you have from streaming. But do you want to respond to any of that before we want to find me a trade? Because I did, I did dig at you a little there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll just say that there's value in rigidity. I believe that. You know, I, I, like I said, I've, you know, I've been in leagues where. I only had two quarterbacks, and I did, you know, on a bye week, I had to start a non-quarterback at Superflex, and it's uh, I, I I lost, I lost big, <laughs> and you know it, it 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 was it was tough. Like I j- it put me in a hole that I couldn't dig my way back out of. I you know I've had rosters where I just you know I didn't have enough quarterback depth, and you know maybe I had good quarterbacks, but I didn't have depth get to the fantasy playoffs. I've got Russell Wilson in a bad matchup and Russell Wilson is, is notorious for, for having those, you know, those dud games when you need him the most. And it happened to me, you know, when it's one and done in the fantasy playoffs, I don't have any choice, but to throw Russell Wilson into my lineup, even though he's in a bad matchup. And even though there's a chance that he has a dud. So you know, I like I've I've been through all that. I've tried all these different roster builds over the years, and I've found the thing that works for me. It's quarterback extreme. It's ha- you know feeling good about my quarterback depth, being able to stream the quarterback position within my roster. You know, taking advantage of the trade value, all of that stuff. It it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, and that's fine. Um, but it works for me, and so. Yeah, I'm I'm rigid in the startup because I know that this is even though I have to reach for the players that I want, this is the only way my roster makes me feel comfortable and makes me feel confident. Okay, and I think we'll we'll stop there because I could we could probably go back and forth for another two hours um, <laughs> disagreeing with each other. Yep. But um, so we're gonna finish off, like I said, with find me a trade. It's back this week by popular demand. Um, so this week was submitted by, like I said, Drew in our listener league. He's at Dr. Toboggan FF on Twitter. It's a 12 team PPR Superflex 2.0 tight end premium league. It's uh, on safe leagues. It's a start 10, uh, QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, Superflex, uh, two flex, uh, 32 man rosters. And, uh, he said that, uh, Dak and Eckler went down last year and ruined his chances. He still has a relatively young core, though. Uh, thinks he's a definite contender. No team is an unbeatable juggernaut. Has some depth at QB, which we'll get into in a minute um, in regards to his roster. And three seconds to try and add to my starters. He also has the 107 um, and wants to add a piece trading from his strengths. He thinks he could be one of the favorites. So his team is uh, well, I just lost the screen as I just kind of ramble on while I find it. There it is. Okay. His team is Tom Brady, Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts, and Dak uh, as potential starters at quarterback. Uh, Cam Akers, Austin Eckler, and then he's got more of the, uh, the John Hogue backup types. Uh, Mike Davis, 
Joshua Kelly, Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, all guys that could be valuable at some point. <coughs> Excuse me. Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett um, as his main receivers. Josh Reynolds looks like the only other guy that might be viable there. And then Jay Sternberger, David Njoku, and Gerald Everett at tight end. So not much there in the 2.0 tight end premium. So, Scott, since you didn't put anything on the show sheet, do you have a trade? Yeah, so <laughs> Rocky gets so mad at me because I, I won't put it on the show sheet. But listen, this is this is my life. Like when I when I value somebody's house, I don't want numbers in my head. Okay. I don't want people <laughs> giving me appraisals or numbers or whatever. I'm gonna come up with my own stuff. All right. And so what's interesting is uh I, I ended up just I didn't paste in my whole paragraph here, but just essentially my uh my line and now now reading i'm just reading i just read these for the first time uh, both of your responses we all kind of did the same thing which is uh i think i think that's telling you something there uh Drew. Yeah, I know um, same thing i don't know what you did but basically <laughs> so i i said um uh, you could you could look to move tyree kill uh and i, and I mentioned uh fin fan foom for darren waller um, because that guy's loaded at tight end and you're loaded at wide receiver. So let's make a little swap there. Um, if you could, if you go to Tyreek Hill and, and move to a lesser wide receiver, or maybe a pick and a tight end, but the other trade I like there without moving, if you don't want to move Hill, um, which I do recommend moving Hill because he's coming off a unsustainable touchdown rate. So I definitely, um, uh, trying to trade him in in my leagues right now um but the one the other move i like is if those uh deontay johnson uh truthers are still out there um yeah he, he had a bit of a rough year last year and actually still had a really good year um but if you could trade him to that same team for like a an evan ingram plus evan ingram isn't exciting i get it but that offense does run through the tight end saquon will be back they have some real weapons now uh, and Ingram was tight end eight last year. So it's not like you're, you're getting a tight end two by any means. He, he still scored four more points, um, for your team every week than your top tight end option. So that, that's a smaller move you might be able to make without giving up anything too big. Scott, I will not accept Deontay Johnson's slander on this podcast. <laughs> I no, I listen, nobody <laughs> has more shares than I do. And it's, I mean, I, that's what happens when you're in 50 leagues, but uh, I, I find myself willing to move him because I just don't trust big Ben at this point. Like his, his arm was falling off at the end of last year. So I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's actually good for him because he's just going to keep targeting him, but they have a whole new offense in there. It's not his, it's not his buddy at OC letting him do whatever he wants. You know, they're going to have a real offense maybe and like try to run and do some other things. So uh, I'm willing to move Deontay if it, if it means getting my roster better, getting more points in my lineup every week. And yeah, I, I like you said, we basically all agreed on the same thing. This guy needs to improve that tight end position. So I'm just going to get let John get into to his here because um, he has one that's literally exactly the same one that you did. And he has another <laughs> option there as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, I went beyond finding a trade. I really just kind of broke down this entire roster. And, you know, in this format, you know, with that two point per uh, per reception for tight ends, like that's a powerful premium. Got to Got to take advantage of that. It also really devalues a wide receiver position. 
And, you know, just kind of like I always, I was already giving Rocky crap for this, you know, having wide receiver depth, there's absolutely now no value in that. You know, um, you, you really just kind of set it and forget it at wide receiver. You it, when you find guys who are going to get six plus targets a game, just, just leave them in there. Like they, there's about 40 of them that all average somewhere between 12 and, you know, 18 points a game. So like just, you know, just find those guys, set it, forget it. You don't really want them at flex either. Like that's the other thing We're we're looking for running backs and tight ends of the flex positions because they have a higher ceiling. So let's cut down the wide receiver depth while we're at it. Jake Fromm and Josh Rosen. I mean, Jake, Jake Fromm right now is number three for the bills. Josh Rosen isn't even going to survive training camp. Those are just kind of wasted roster spots right at the moment. So um, uh, just a couple things to kind of clean up there. Um, and then we need a lot more running back depth. All of those draft picks for me would be running backs. And then as far as a trade, yeah, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I, the, I, I, like I'm, I also mentioned Finn Pham, uh, you know, with Darren Waller. Another possibility would be to send Tyreek Hill to St. Elmo's Fire for Mark Andrews. Unfortunately, I think like this is this kind of illustrates, you know, the the lack of value at the wide receiver position in this format. But like you're going to be lucky to get one of those two tight ends straight up for Tyreek Hill, unfortunately. So like it feels like a value loss, but you know, it, when when you see the difference in production, you're going to feel like it was worth it. And yeah, I I like the one you both came up with the, the hill for Waller. Yeah, it, it seems like a huge uh, give. Uh, I wouldn't want to do it for Andrews just because he's not as much of a volume guy, and, and the two point premium doesn't help him quite as much. But I like the idea of doing it for Waller. And I agree with you too on the uh, uh, drafting running backs. He's got the one oh seven and and three early to mid seconds. I would hit running back as hard as I can there. Uh, so so me and John actually agreeing a little bit. Uh, but oh, take it easy, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm pretty sure we're, we're, we're gonna disagree here when I get to my trade. You might too, Scott. Um, because I did the sim, I did a similar thing, but uh, I guess, I guess this is sort of on brand for me. I did not do it in the exact way that you guys did, um, which is, um, uh, because he has the four starting quarterbacks, I downgraded a quarterback to get Waller, which was basically uh, Hertz. Everett in 203 to, to that Finn Fan Boom team for Waller and Big Ben. Blasphemy. Um, <laughs> You're an Eagles hater. Uh, just, <laughs> Hurt, Hertz may not last longer in this league than Big Ben, at least as a starter. So uh <laughs> as a starter, he'll last we need longer to make in the a bet. I think I think we need to make a bet on that. He's gonna outscore him by like double digits weekly. <laughs> uh he, he may, he may, but I don't know that he'll last longer than than 2021. Uh, okay. I could definitely I, okay. I agree with that. That <laughs> was my point. Not that he wouldn't outscore Ben. That 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 the two of them might not be playing quarterback in 2022 was my more That's my fair. Point. That's fair. Yeah. fair but point. yeah, I agree with you too. He needs to upgrade that tight end spot in the 2.0 premium. Again, the other guy, like you said, is loaded. He's got Logan Thomas. He's got Engram. He's got Higby. So he he can make do with that wall. And you're even sending him another tight end to, to mix. You know, put into that mix there uh, if he wants to. You know 
start multiples or mix and match like John likes to do with the matchups. Um, and I guess the other thing I was thinking is you could try and sell him on the on the whole youth. And his I don't think his quarterback room was that great. I just I took the screen off to to look at the show sheet, but uh, uh, yeah, he has Wentz, he has two, and he has Ben as, as his three starters. So if he's a guy who values quarterbacks more than I do, um, then then Hertz might be appealing to him there as well. Uh, so what do you think? You hate it, John? No. I don't. Uh, I actually don't. You know, the whole thing with quarterback extreme, it's all about the quarterback head count. I don't care too much how good they are. Like I start in the first round just because that's kind of what it takes to get to five of them. Otherwise, you know, if you, if you wait until like the third or fourth round, you have to take five straight quarterbacks. And is that's where it really starts to feel like a reach. You know, when you're taking, you know, it drew Locke to be your your fifth quarterback when you know there's still I, I you know Chase Claypool is still on the board like that's not a move that you want to make so you start early so that you can get to the five without and still be able to mix in some some players at the other positions so I I don't have a problem downgrading quarterback at all it's as long as you're maintaining that head count I'm good with it any thoughts Scott before we finish up. No. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like to me though, Hertz is one of those guys right now that I feel like is, is well, the buy window to me has passed. Cause I don't want to pay for him now. Um, but, and I don't, I don't care about all these stupid things coming out. Like, Oh, he has to, he has to compete for the starting job. Yeah. With who? Right. Flacco? <laughs> like, <laughs> Come on. So like, you know, I don't I don't care about all that when he comes out like week one and, and has like 80 yards on the ground and, you know, a touchdown or something. And he has, you know, 25 points. I could sell him for way more than Big Ben. So uh, I, I'm looking at him as one of those guys that I, I don't want to sell right now because I think his value is going to go up. But I, I would definitely sell him this season. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm not selling him. I, for your Big overall ben, point. you're selling him for Waller. No, no, I get, I get it. I get it. Your, your, your overall point is you're moving, uh, uh, you know, working, selling from your uh, position of strength. I get it. I, I get it. And we all targeted kind of the same team there because that guy's loaded at tight end. But that's exactly what you're doing, right? You're trying to be John Hogue loading up on your tight ends, right? In, in a 2.0 premium. Like, that's what you do. Chase the premiums. So, and- yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it totally it totally makes sense. We're all on the same page here, and uh, that's pretty rare. So, <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> I will say my thing with Hertz is I just – maybe I'm too close, or maybe, or maybe it's – I know more because I'm close. I don't know, but I just I have this feeling this year is going to be a shit show in, in Philly. So, oh, um, that's, yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw it today. Sirianni uh, had, had been quoted as saying that he was uh, playing rock paper scissors via Zoom with draft prospects <laughs> <laughs> to gauge competitiveness or something like that. And I'm just like, this is Yo, this he, is not going to go well. Next, he's the next Matt Nagy. I'm telling you, he's oh, the God. next Matt Nagy. I think that was only be worse. The, that was only the second most incendiary thing that he said in that press conference, too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's talking he, about what Scott said about the competing for the starting yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, that that part's ridiculous. Like Scott said, who's he competing with? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I know, but I think this that's guy's why, so overmatched. That's why Jalen Hurts is perfect for this team, though. You know, he he you've got a mobile quarterback, you've got a strong arm quarterback, he's confident, 
in his his abilities. He's willing to make throws down the field. Like this is the type of stuff that you need, you know, to cover the blemishes on a rebuilding roster. Like this is this is a perfect scenario for them at quarterback. Why they wouldn't commit to him, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I am I am concerned what happens beyond twenty twenty one. He should absolutely get every opportunity to compete beyond 2021 but you know the, the fact that there's no guarantee does kind of make it feel like you know i i'm giving up a one-year quarterback for a one-year quarterback right and yeah and the one-year quarterback is uh, the younger one-year quarterback i think will outscore ben considerably but yes but yeah, it's just time. And who the hell is he going to be throwing? He better run for 100 yards a game because if if Waddle or, or Smith doesn't fall to 12, I don't I don't know who the hell Jalen Hurst is going to be throwing to besides like Dallas Goddard here. Yeah. So uh, hey, if uh, if Drew, if you're a trade finder guy um, or a, a trade uh, analyzer guy, you can go on DLF and screenshot this. But you could trade Deontay Johnson for Evan Ingram and the 202. And that's about the same value on the calculator, which seems strange to me. But you could probably get a, you probably get a another receiver to replace Johnson there, or just keep loading up on running backs like Johnson. Give yourself another uh, a shot at him. So, I will say the DLF uh, analyzer doesn't account for a two point oh tight end premium though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a guy with seventeen starting tight ends doesn't. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So good stuff, guys. Always fun to pod with John. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on tonight again. My uh, pleasure, man. We'll, we'll probably do it. Maybe in season we'll do it again, and we'll, we'll see where our teams are at. And, you know, I'll flex over my team again there or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, John, I just wanted, before we finish up here, just give you a chance to, you know, say your stuff, plug your, give your Twitter handle, plug any of your shows or anything like that. Definitely as Superflex dude on Twitter, uh, host of the Superflex Super Show and mayor of Superflex City. Uh, I self-appointed myself, <laughs> by the way. Like I just kind of swept into power in a power vacuum. And you're also uh, the head of the commissioner's office too. That's so. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The mayor and yeah, and a, a city and county commissioner <laughs> in Superflex City. I'm a busy man. Um <laughs> And uh, I also do rankings and even write the occasional article for DynastyLeagueFootball.com. So, yeah, I'll, on on top of all my mayoral duties, I do all of that. So, uh, yeah, plenty to check out. Um, live show coming up for the draft. Uh, definitely day one. So uh, Thursday, the 29th. Um, I know Rocky's going to be there. I uh, don't know about Scott just yet, but we'll see. Uh, Russ is going to be at Dynasty Outhouse. Um, man, I've got a, got a pretty good guest list coming. So definitely join us for that live show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, mock drafts coming up after that. Startup ADP mock drafts uh, with rookies on NFL teams. So lots, lots going on. And I... Uh, I appreciate you guys um, giving me the time and uh, let me come on here and chop it up with you. Yep. This has been great. Um, So just to finish up with some of our business here uh, again, just want to remind everybody, if you want to send us any rosters uh, for finding a trade at uh, me at dynasty FF addict, 
Scott at Scott underscore Sidlow or the pod at Dynasty Junkies. Uh, give us all a follow and uh, make sure you DM uh, some of your rosters there. And also follow the DAP network at DAP underscore network. Please also give a subscribe rate and review to both us and the DAP network. It really helps uh, helps us out. It helps us let you know what you uh, what you want us to do, what we what, what you like, what you don't like. So really appreciate that. We've gotten a few reviews recently, um, most of them praising Scott. So there you go, Scott. The, the people like the addition, and uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Junkies out. <laughs>